0: Welcome to Fintech Daydreaming. The podcast that dives into the world of banking technologies and the ever-changing landscape of fintech companies. We bring you real-life examples from global and local thought leaders, as well as experts working within the financial industry, and seek out the best stories from the front lines of financial services innovation, where dreams of industry pioneers meet reality. Hosted by Paul Krogdahl and Ville Songtu. This is Fintech Daydreaming.
1: Hey guys, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Fintech Daydreaming, and this time it's gonna be a special one. I actually think for most of you, if you're listening on the normal podcast channels, Unfortunately, I think this is going to be much better viewed as a video, so please hop over to our YouTube channel and have a look there as we are going to be wandering around the Nordic Fintech Summit here in Helsinki today, talking to a whole lot of different fintechs and banks and uh, important people in the fintech world. Now, I'm Paul Krogdal, I'm going to be your host for this episode of Fintech Daydreaming, and as always, I will be joined by my co-host, Villa Sointo, but unfortunately, he's not quite here yet. The reason being is because he had the uh, huge chance and honor to sit on a panel discussion yesterday in London at the Finovate uh, conference. So he is rapidly heading towards London Heathrow Airport to get onto a flight, to fly directly here, to Helsinki to the Nordic Fintech Summit and I really hope he's going to make it because he's sitting on a panel discussion here this afternoon at the summit uh, having another great discussion. It seems like at the moment all the conferences are starting up again and most of them are face to face. I actually have got the privilege of being in London in a couple of weeks time on the 5th of April to sit on a panel discussion at the Innovate Finance Global Summit. I had to look that one up again. Innovate Finance Global Summit in London, part of the UK FinTech Week. If you're gonna be there, then uh, come and say hello. Otherwise, this episode is purely about all the cool stuff that's gonna be happening here today at the Nordic FinTech Summit. And I'm gonna start off by trying to find the man that's been responsible for putting all of this together. So let's go, see if we can find him and kick off a great episode live from Helsinki. What a better way to start the whole uh, show by talking directly with you. I mean, Janne, you are responsible for everything that's going on here, right? So tell us, what's the, what's the background, what's happening? Who's gonna be here?
2: Yeah, so yeah, this is the Nordic Fintech Summit, which we are setting up now first time on site after a long, long time uh, in, in just the world of webinars and so on, so it's really, really fantastic to, to be here, see, see all the people coming over across the Europe. Yeah. Uh, the event is about bringing people together. And when we talk about financial industry and the change, what is going on, I think it's very important to, to bring together the different kind of players. So we have the traditional banks. We have the new NEO Challenger banks. Then we have a lot of lot of tech companies uh, starting from from small uh, startups who are maybe focusing on, on one certain area. Uh, to these big companies like uh, you know Teatro every CGI, and everything in between.
1: And how does it feel to be able to do a face-to-face conference again after so long?
2: It's really great. It's it's really fun to to actually see see old friends, and then also you know you have these new kind of virtual friends you, you've been talking over Teams, yes, <laughs> absolutely teams for years, and, and now you see them finally in the flesh.
1: So, what do you think is going to be the highlight today?
2: That's really hard to say. There's a few panel panel debates where we have kind of new and old, new and old banks discussing so it's it's uh, interesting to see see like on what things they agree and, and maybe disagree.
3: Yeah.
1: And and you're also the CEO for the Helsinki FinTech farm. Yeah. Well, I actually believe you joined one of our early episodes on the podcast talking about yeah, that, right? But just just for our listeners, why don't you wanna explain quickly what is the Helsinki FinTech farm and, and what do you guys do?
2: Yeah. So we're a fintech hub. We're a company which is specialized on what's going on in the new era of financial services. So our, our goal is to know very well the, the fintech companies, the fintech industry here in, in Finland and Nordics and help the different uh, stakeholders to find each other, to innovate together, grow and, and so on.
1: Fantastic. Excellent. Thank you. Very Looking much forward for... to the show and maybe we have another chat with you at the end, right? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Thank you. Look at that, I found Thought Machine standing here.
3: That's really cool, so um, tell me, who are you? So I'm Virundh Bora, Principal Sales Engineer covering the EMEA, EMEA markets. Fantastic to, to see you guys here,
1: so tell everybody, who is Thought Machine, what do you guys do? So Thought
3: Machine is a thin core banking system with a very unique proposition. And that proposition is that it allows customers to build their own products very, very easily and take them to market very, very quickly. I've heard one of the uh, the
1: specific uniquenesses with uh, Thought Machine is that it's engineering-led. You, uh, you can program the products rather than configure them using what you guys call smart contracts? Absolutely, that's completely
3: correct. So yeah. we put a huge emphasis on teaching our clients how to build the products. And we've removed all the business and abstracted that out to a different layer, so banks are fully in control of what they do. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, what is your unique value proposition compared
1: to everybody else on the market? Because it's, let's let's be honest, partially saturated market space,
3: right? It could be, yeah, you could say that, but uh, the unique proposition is that smart contract, right? It allows customers to be truly in control of what they want to build and offer to the, uh, to the market. And cloud-native as well. Oh, cloud-native is a given nowadays, is to it? be honest. it? Yeah. Yeah. it should okay. be. It, should, it be. should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. So absolutely. Instead of being cloud-enabled, we are truly cloud-native. We've built from the ground up. Yeah. There's no legacy code. Um, but I go back to the smart contract piece. That's where it's completely different. It's not just, here's a few parameter changes. This is from first principles, you can build whatever you want. It's fantastic, and I mean, you guys are in the news all the time at the moment. Hopefully, you're going to be a lot more. Yeah, you're
1: you're rocketing to the moon, right, with some fantastic uh, opportunities, so uh, congratulations on that. Thank you. Nice to to have a chat with you. Anything else you want to tell our listeners? No, no, just just watch the news. There's uh, big news coming. Watch the
3: news, and if they want to know a little bit more about Thought Machine, how can they find you? So, they can go to our website, uh, thoughtmachine.net. Uh, a lot of the information on there, and all the contacts, uh, contact points like Yelena over here, uh, and there's a form, put an inquiry in, and it will go to the necessary people, and, and someone will get back to you. Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks. Enjoy the conference.
4: We'll do. Thanks.
1: All right. Found another interesting fintech here at uh, the summit. So tell me, what's your name?
4: My name is Oscar Björklund, and I work as a data scientist and product officer here at Resultelf.
1: Result elf.
4: Yes. Exactly. So elf as in little people. Exactly, exactly. Oh, a fantastic a, 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 name. As you see, we're only little people here at this firm.
1: <laughs> so tell me, what does uh, Result Elf do?
4: So Result Elf broadly makes decision optimization for the financial industry and more specifically for digital banks. So imagine that you're a digital bank and you have like thousands or tens of thousands of credit applications coming in each month, yep. then you will need some automatic system to handle those credit applications.
1: Okay, and uh, so what would you say is your unique value proposition? What differentiates you from everyone else playing in this space?
4: Yeah, so so what we have recognized is that most everybody else focuses on building predictive models yes. for predicting customer behaviors. But what we do is we build decision software. So we use that predictive models to make optimized decisions of who to give give, give credit to, how much credit to give, what interest rate, and then terms. So basically we, we combine everything into the same package which basically gives the risk managers the possibility to sleep well at night.
1: Fantastic, sounds good. So are you running that using um, analytics capabilities or are you using uh,
5: AI?
4: So both actually. So. It's it's a te- technology called mathematical optimization or linear programming, which yep. is like it's like 70 years old. It was invented in the 50s, but it's not really implemented yet on like uh, digital banking. But it's it's fairly used, very much used in wealth management, for example. So all portfolio optimization and the Markovich model is is fully based on linear programming. But we want to also bring it to to digital banking and credit applications.
1: Sounds fantastic. Do you, do you think there's anything else that I've missed that you would like to share with everybody?
4: Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I yeah, don't think as, so? That's the correct question. That sounds so good. Thanks sounds good. For, thanks T- for the time.
1: Tell me, if our listeners want to know more about, uh, about the company, um, how do they get in touch? How do they find out more?
4: It's very simple. It's just resultelf.com.
1: Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. Enjoy the summit.
4: Thank you. You too.
1: Okay, continuing the walk around here, I found another really interesting uh, company to talk to. FinTech. Um, tell me, who's? What's your name?
6: I'm Severin. Uh, nice to meet you.
1: Nice, nice to meet you too. And what's your uh, your business
6: title? I'm a business uh, development director in the Nordics, responsible for uh, the Nordics. Responsible for, and the name of the company is. It's Komar. Uh, we are like uh, the IT software uh, provider. We are, we are on one of the largest in Europe, I would say. Uh, We employ over 7,000 people uh, globally. So
1: software providers
6: uh, in in what context? Uh, In IT, like uh, we help banks in uh, banking transformation, especially business and commercial banks uh, and corporate banks. So we work with uh, BNP, ING uh, and uh, European and global brands. Okay, so you do software development? software development and we have our own software as well. Uh, For example, like corporate banking uh, delivered by Comar and uh, ING won the Global Awards uh, in 2019.
1: Oh, fantastic. So really interesting. So what what would you say is your unique value proposition Mm -hmm. in, I mean, this is a very uh, crowded market space, right?
6: Yeah, it is indeed. Today we'll have a speech uh, and a business case with BNP Paribas and we'll show extraordinary banking transformation they're doing. Uh, They're moving uh, from the old legacy system to the new one uh, based on uh, cloud infrastructure in the microservices and they're doing this transformation in less than three years. So I invite you very much for that. Uh, uh, Less
1: than three years? That's that's impressive. Is is that a core transformation?
6: No, it's more a a front and middle office uh, transformation.
1: Fantastic. So, so tell me, if our listeners would like to know more about uh, Comarch, um, how do they find you? How do they find more information?
6: Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, yeah. Severin Bach, or you can uh, go directly to Comarch webpage, page, uh, Comarch.com finance and uh, see more of our uh, solutions and happy to, uh, to chat.
1: Fantastic, okay, enjoy the, uh, the summit and I'm looking forward to the, uh, the session you guys are gonna have later today, Dan. Yeah, you are very welcome. Yep. See you and talk to you soon. Yes, thank you, bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, found another interesting uh, FinTech here at the summit. So uh, tell us, what's your name? Sure. So my name is Benjamin Delight, I'm working yep. as account executive for Tune, Tim-
7: which is a modular next-generation core banking platform and excited to be here in Helsinki.
1: So, a modular next-generation core banking platform. Explain that to our listeners. Sure, so there's a a lot of
7: buzzwords there, but in a nutshell, TUM is a a back-end technology that is built on modules. We're a core banking platform and provide support for a wide range of complex retail and business banking use cases. And today, our customers such as LHV UK, Ferratum and Sweetbank, are empowering, let's say, the financial innovation and great delivery of seamless financial
1: service products to their customers. Sounds really interesting. So what is your unique value proposition compared to, I mean, this is a fairly saturated market. There are more and more core banking providers out there. So, so what makes you different from everyone else? Sure, so it's, a, it's a very insightful question. So, of course, if I'm a CEO or a CTO in today's market, I'm
7: spoiled for choice. Yes. I'm a kid and a candy store. There's a hundred, there's a thousand different vendors in the different components, whether core banking, AML or KYC. Now what makes Toom different is our, let's say, background in banking technology. Our founders have been delivering innovation and transformation in financial services for the past 30 years. We've taken this experience, productized it into a core banking platform that is built on modern technologies, and like I mentioned, very much built for speed to market, the reduction in, in cost and business bottom line through SaaS, cloud computing, so on and so forth. And as our clients expand and grow on the platform, new modules can be seamlessly deployed
1: to meet the needs of their end consumers. Sounds really interesting. Tell me, there's, there's sort of two different paradigms when we talk about core banking. Sure. There's, there's um, what I would call Framework led or um, templates based sure. or engineering led, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the difference being that one, the first one is more about we will predefine a framework of products that the, uh, the bank uh, can, can configure. Uh-huh. Engineering led is more about we enable engineers to program uh, new products and new uh, definitions of products. In, in which of those two camps do you guys sit? Sure. So again, it's a great question. So, our, our proposition is that we're a
7: low, no code solution. Okay. We take care of the, the heavy infrastructure software lifting. We provide our platform, which our clients can easily configure to provide the customer, let's say, propositions that their end customers need. Now, built around to is the, the kind of independent, let's say, property or intellectual property of our customers where they can integrate their custom business logic. To provide, let's say, differentiating value propositions to their end customers. So ultimately, we're, we're in the framework side of things, but yeah. we're, we're providing open
1: APIs where our, our customers can easily integrate various third party systems into. So, so, open APIs, that means that you guys are a headless core, or do you have the uh, sort of systems of engagement included in your product stack? Sure, so we provide
7: a back office user interface for our customers' employees themselves. And in terms of the customer channels, we work with various third-party providers, such as eTronica and and so on and so forth, who can deliver the bespoke customer channels
1: for our customers. Fantastic. Sounds really, really interesting. Tell me, for for our listeners out here on the the world of fintech and, and daydreaming, um, if they want to know more about Tuma, how do they find you guys? Sure. So if you want to know more about Tuma, then feel free to, to visit our web,
7: website tumplatform.com. Feel free to send me a message on LinkedIn. Again, my name is Benjamin Delight, and happy to schedule a call to uncover more about how we can help you provide great banking experiences to your end customers.
1: Fantastic. Thank you. Thank Enjoy you. the summit. Cheers. So I'm walking around the summit here, and I've I found Mamboo and. Uh, it would be wrong to not to take a stop and, and have a chat with Mambu. Tell me, who am I talking to?
0: So my name is Johanna Weichlund.
1: Yeah, and what do you do, Johanna, at uh, Mambu?
0: I'm a business developer manager for the Nordic at Mambu. Fantastic.
1: And I'm, I'm sure there's no one out there who has not heard of Mambu, but for the very few people who have not, why what don't, what don't you tell our listeners, what does Mambu do?
0: Yeah, so Mambu provides uh, a cloud-native, pure, SaaS core banking solution, and we have over two hundred plus clients in sixty-five countries. Fantastic.
1: And, and what would you say is the unique value proposition of Mambu? I mean, this is a fairly crowded domain yeah. inside yeah. of banking.
0: Yeah, exactly. So our unique value um, value proposition is our um, is our composable banking approach, and that is uh, relies on a modern API-first technology.
1: Fantastic. I like the sound of that. If yes. If our listeners would like to know more about Mambu, how can they uh, find out more?
0: So you can just log in, or log in. You can just visit our webpage mamboo.com. Yep. or please contact me, Johanna Viklund, on LinkedIn.
1: Fantastic. Thank you. Enjoy Thanks. the rest of the summit, Johanna.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Just bumped into another interesting uh, fintech here at uh, the summit. So uh, what's the name of the company?
8: The company name is Aura Cloud. Oh, wow. Aura Cloud. Yes.
1: And uh, you are Tommy?
8: Uh, yeah, Tommy Laszlo. Uh,
1: and what do you do at uh, Aura Cloud?
8: We uh, provide a state of the art cloud banking platform with uh, very broad functionality, modular uh, microservice API driven solution. So when
1: you're saying banking platform, is that core banking? or Core
8: banking, yes. We can provide uh, solutions for uh, cards, accounts, uh, loans, uh, payments, uh, covering pretty much everything.
1: And is that delivered
8: as a service? Yeah, it's a BaaS model, yes. It's
1: a BaaS model, so multi-tenant or...?
8: Yeah, yeah. And, and SaaS, uh, we, we can run a BaaS or SaaS, but uh, I mean, uh, uh, you, you pay monthly fee. You right. pay a
1: monthly fee, yeah. okay. And um, what, what would you say is your unique value proposition, because I mean, this this is fairly saturated space in the market, yeah. right?
8: Our unique uh, uh, USB uh, is really uh, very broad functionality. Yep. Uh, we have uh, over 45,000 product combinations to choose from. Uh, we can provide extremely cost-efficient uh, running cost, so you really can be highly agile, highly flexible, and, and with a very cost-effective uh, uh, running uh, cost. so.
1: I- interesting, so who's your who's your target uh, market? Is it the tier one banks or is it the smaller? No,
8: no, no not tier one banks, uh, uh, small to mid-sized banks, uh, financial institutions, FinTechs, so uh, we are uh, kind of uh, focusing on a limited number of customers in the medium of uh, small banking space, so to say.
1: Okay, fantastic, In, in specifically in the Nordics or globally?
8: Uh, our main focus is Northern Europe, yep. uh, Nordic markets, Baltics, uh, and, and we are later this year uh, also jumping to UK, so expanding the business. Fantastic. Are
1: you finding that uh, difference in, in regulations and uh, regional differences is, is creating a problem for you? or?
8: It depends, uh, if, if you provide uh, just the core functionality, it has less impact, but of course you have uh, differences in the markets, in the regulations, etc. so you, you need to know what you are doing. So.
1: Fantastic, okay. So if our listeners would like to know a little bit more about the company, maybe talk to you a, a little bit more yeah. about what you're doing, how, how do they find you?
8: You find us uh, online, auracloud.com. Okay,
1: fantastic. Thank you very much, enjoy the summit.
8: Yeah, thank you, thank you.
1: Okay, we've uh, come here to meet uh, with Vilja. Is yeah. that pronounced correctly? Yeah. Vilja, okay, and you are? Mats Nogen, VP um, Products at Vilja
5: Solutions. So, uh, what Vilja does is we're offering a cloud-based core banking platform, mainly focused around lending and savings solutions.
1: Now, what, what is your unique value proposition? I mean, the whole Core banking platform domain is becoming saturated. I mean, I'm looking yeah. around here at the the summit. Yeah. You've got an awful lot of core banking providers here. So, what makes you unique? Um, all all-in-one platform, but still modular.
5: So you could use parts of it if you wanted to. Yes. API-first design. Yeah. In the cloud, so scalable to, to the extent that you need. Yeah. Um, but support for your compliance processes out of the box. Okay. Um, for the Nordic markets, we have a very good solution for um, compliance regulation around, especially around
1: uh, deposits and
5: savings accounts.
1: So you, you also have a lot of focus on, on the, the sort of compliance domain within inside of each of the Nordic yes, countries.
5: It's a big aspect of what we do, Okay. We, we, we support the full life cycle of your customer, Yeah. so from onboarding KYC, KYB, credit decisioning, uh, credit management, monitoring, servicing of accounts, invoicing, contracts management, digital distribution.
1: All so so basically really. a full stack, yeah. not just the basics of core banking, but mm-hmm. everything around that as well. Yes, and
5: a little bit of CRM.
1: A little bit of CRM. And, and do, you, do you deliver this in a modular way or is it a take-all-or-nothing proposition? It's a modular uh, to the extent that you can use whichever
5: components you want. But you yeah. usually deliver the full platform, Yeah. Um, then
1: we can price it according to what you use. So, so, I will assume based upon your definition here that your target audience is not necessarily the tier one banks, it's it's the smaller banks in the Nordics. Uh, it's uh, neo banks, it's yep. niche banks, it's
5: fintechs who have a more specialized idea, um, typically, but not tier one banks so far.
1: So, so you, you're almost fitting in that sort of banking as a service domain more than just being a core banking platform provider? To some extent, but. We're not a licensed player,
5: so we're a tech vendor. Yeah. So we're partnering up with some of our customers together to offer banking as a service type services. Where they have the license, we have the tech know-how on the systems uh, yeah. and we can help. That's what we do with Swedish customer pencil bank, for example. Okay. Who are offering some of their balance sheet and their capabilities to partners. Yeah, uh, both in terms of lendings and savings Okay. Um, and well, we, we handle the, the
1: technical aspects of that. Fantastic. Okay, so if our listeners want to know a little bit more about uh, your company, your capabilities and products, how can they find out more? Please start by visiting Yeah, uh,
5: We can find a lot of, of information on our website. Uh, we can get in contact
1: Uh, or you can find me on LinkedIn and just drop me a note. Fantastic. Thank Thank you very much for your time and enjoy the rest of the summit. Thank you, you too. So I'm um, walking around the Nordic Fintech Summit here in Helsinki, and I've bumped into an old friend of mine, Arto. Now, Arto, you've just taken on some new, uh, fairly exciting uh, responsibilities. Why don't you share with our listeners what you're doing?
9: Absolutely. So, hey, nice to meet you all. So, Arto Server is the name, and uh, I'm uh, I'm a senior partner in Kintrol. What I'm really doing nowadays is is basically a leading uh, leading Sumlink, which is a fantastic acquisition of Kintrol that we completed only a few months ago. And uh, ever since the first of, first of
1: February, I've been uh, I've been leading Sumlink uh, end to end. Fantastic. Now, for the, the listeners of our podcast that maybe aren't based in the Nordics. And don't know about Sumlink. Do you want to share what is Sumlink? What does Sumlink do?
9: So Sumlink is uh, we are, we are an IT house. We've been around for uh, for a while, some uh, some 30, 40 years actually, if you if you count all the way from the beginning. And uh, essentially, we provide uh, IT services for a number of Finnish banks, uh, starting from the uh, uh, the basic uh, basic core banking solutions, the channel solutions, uh, branch office uh, solutions, and. Uh, Essentially, doing the uh, the full stack of everything, starting from the data center floor all the way up, up to the application development, and uh, and and actually the things like uh, uh, covering also like the physical security of the branch offices and and training of the bank personnel uh, with the IT solutions and so forth. So it's really extremely broad portfolio of uh, of uh, of uh, good uh, good capabilities we have.
1: So you're basically the, the full IT provider to some of the smaller banks here in Finland?
9: Absolutely, and, and, and the whole whole legacy of Sumlink obviously starts. We, were, we used to be an in-house IT department. Uh, that's a long ago, mm. but, but we still do of course have the, uh, from a from capability point of view, the legacy of that we are actually very proud of.
1: Fantastic. So what, it's, what would you say is one of the unique value propositions of, of Sumlink?
9: so so I, I think it comes from our very deep understanding of our customer banks I think've uh, we've, been, we've been around for, for so long we are obviously managing their missing critical systems today and and, and if, you, if you look it from the banks point of view what they really care about is business continuity but also the future so how we can actually help the banks to go towards the future so securing everything that is there today keeping it up and running and then helping bank with the journey when they are digitalizing their services and and basically creating value for their customers and something is in a unique position to basically provide a very unique high value services to the banks in this space between the old and new
1: fantastic so for, for our listeners out there that maybe want to know more about Sumlink, how, how can they find out more, how can they get in contact with you, Arto?
9: Absolutely, so the easiest is that if you go to sumlink.fi, that's our official website, and so you can find it from there or you can just Google me, uh, Google me or find me on a LinkedIn and uh, drop me a note and uh, reach out to me and I'm happy to have a discussion. Sounds good. And how
1: are you enjoying the summit here today?
9: Oh, it's uh, it's absolutely fantastic I personally I come a little bit from uh, from a different background rather than banking and uh, for me it's extremely eye-opening and uh, and uh, but also I'm, I'm actually meeting a lot of old colleagues people I really didn't expect to see today so yep. uh, it's been uh, it's been fantastic to catch up with some of the old friends as well
1: absolutely it's been good talking to you Arthur. thank
3: you
9: you too,
10: you too. Yep. thank you Bye. thank you
1: I've uh, been walking around here and found Encino, and uh, I think Encino is is not a stranger to uh, to the world of banking and fintech. But uh, it's nice to uh, to find Yoko uh, here. So Yoko, why don't you uh, share with our uh, listeners uh, who are you, what's your title, how do you, what do you do for Encino?
10: Yes, so I'm Yoko Vilain, RVP at Encino. Uh, Encino is, is a cloud-based bank operating system. Uh, specializing as an uh, end-to-end credit origination platform.
1: Okay, fantastic. So, does that mean more on the uh, system of engagement layer or more on exactly. the core layer? System
10: of engagement layer, uh, integrating to the core core layer solution. So, so we are not a general ledger or a core banking solution, but we have had hundreds of different integrations to, to various systems in okay. the world.
1: I mean there's, there's a lot of, of uh, providers in that space, yes. so what is what is the unique value proposition that Encino has got that separates it from the rest of the crowd?
10: Good, good question. So uh, where, from my standpoint is that uh, actually there aren't really that many productized loan origination solutions in the market that would be ready-made products. Yeah. But what different is Encino is that uh, high configurability. So. We have implemented. We, we started our European operations just five years ago, right. and, and within these past five years, we have already implemented into nine different European countries. And uh, so, so it's a bit less than two two new countries per year. But I would say that that's that's quite fast uh, fast how how we are expanding. So that that speaks for itself about the configurability and how quickly you can actually implement it.
1: It, it does indeed, and I mean I. I... I understand there is some sort of uh, relationship between Encino and Salesforce.
10: Yes, yes. So technological side, uh, Encino is built on top of the Salesforce cloud platform. So uh, we, as a proper FinTech, obviously we don't have our own data centers. We rely on Salesforce to do that. So, so we are reusing Salesforce's uh, data models and, and we have expanded those with our own IPR as well for the banking uh, specific purposes. But we are 100% reliant on on Salesforce as the cloud platform.
1: So, does that mean that a client that wants to utilize Encino must also be a client of the Salesforce platform?
10: No, not at all. So, there are many banks who really like Salesforce as a CRM solution, so Encino is is a natural extension to that. But then again, like, uh, huge portion of, of our customers, they, they use other CRM solutions and then we simply integrate with those. So so it's not interdependent of, of if the bank uh, wants to have sales force or not.
1: Okay, fantastic. I, I don't know, is there anything else that you would like to, uh, that maybe I forgot to ask that you would want to share with our listeners?
10: No, I think that uh, one key hot topic that we're discussing today is, is the ESG. So, so now it's been, it's 2022 yeah. and, and everybody's talking about the ESG. Yes. And, and my own take is that nobody's able to solve that alone. No. And, and Encino is, is a platform for the, for the lending and, and it can incorporate all the data management from different various sources into the same platform for ESG, something that we, we cannot do it ourselves, we cannot do it for, for the banks, they, they cannot outsource it to us, Yes. but we can integrate different data points and have that as part of the lending journey.
1: Fantastic, thank you. So if our listeners want to learn more about Encino, maybe get in touch with you to, to get a deep dive, Sure. Um, how do they find more?
10: You can find me obviously from, from LinkedIn, I, I think that's that's the quickest and easiest way, Jaskovilen yes. or just encino.com, and uh you can you can shoot there a demo request it, it lands to my inbox anyway so
1: fantastic uh, enjoy the rest of the summit thanks Paul. And thanks for talking with us thank you dude you made it i did make it and, uh, and you made it for your panel session here yeah just in
11: time just yeah. in time so uh, i spent the uh, spent tuesday and wednesday in uh, in london in the finovate conference and uh, it was a bit of touch and go because i had to take the morning flight today thursday uh, to get here and my plane landed at 12 and I had to be at the panel discussion uh, starting at 2 p.m. Luckily, no traffic, no drama in the flight, so uh, I was able to uh, uh, be here in time. And I also had a good time uh, in the panel discussion actually, so uh, Paul, I mean you saw it. Uh, So I think it was a fairly fluent discussion uh, and we got some good feedback on how uh, how it went, so I guess I wasn't alone thinking that it was a fun discussion.
1: Yeah, no, I, I saw your session here, obviously. I didn't see your, uh, your, your session at uh, yeah, right. Finnovate. But uh, you know, I've, been, I've been holding up the fort all morning here. I've already spoken to a collection of, uh, of fintechs and uh, technology providers, uh, some of the big ones, some of the small ones. I mean, we just spoke with Encino. We've spoken to uh, Thought Machine, Mambu, uh, quite a lot of them. And uh, yeah, you're right, I attended your, uh, your panel discussion all about uh, core banking, renovation, renewal. Um, some interesting good discussions there, right? Well, yeah. What was your uh, your panel discussion in London about? So the panel discussion, actually I did two sessions in London in Finovate.
11: So I did a fireside chat uh, about embedded finance and what that means for incumbent banks. Uh, then a follow-up on that was a panel discussion uh, with, um, uh, uh, for example, I had a another person from Deutsche Bank uh, responsible for API strategies we were talking about open finance which is another <laughs> another way of saying embedded finance I think this uh, what's one of the things we realized in the in these discussions is that this uh, concept has a lot of names effectively talking about the exact same thing it is so, yes so uh, open finance uh, business models was the uh, topic of the panel uh, and uh, we had a lot of uh, a lot of fun uh, we, ca- we came up with uh, really uh, weird analogies on, on what what is the what will the uh, distribution model be like in the future? And what would that look like, for example, if you, we were operating a burger chain uh, instead of a bank? Uh, you have to be there to, to think it. Is fine. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. <laughs> I like I like
1: your analogy on the panel discussion we had you had here just a minute ago where. Uh, core banking transformation is like open heart surgery whilst running a marathon. Yes, exactly. Now, I've, I've run several marathons and I was sitting there for a minute thinking, Christ, what would it be like running <laughs> that marathon having open heart surgery at the same time? And then, you know, looking back at my my, my actual day job at, at IBM, focused on, you know, taking that discussion with banks on core transformation, particularly with an ISV-led agenda, that I agree with you 100%. I mean, it is High risk, but it's also high reward if you do it correctly. Right. Absolutely, yes. So I I, I thought that was a really interesting panel debate. What do you think about the whole. uh whole summit here
11: yeah I mean before I say anything about that I have to say that uh, being in the panel and I did mention this on stage as well because uh, we had two technology providers and then in addition to myself representing Nordea Bank in this instance yeah uh, we had another bank but that bank was a neo bank or what we would consider non-incumbent bank yes so uh, being the only kind of uh, old giant uh, on that stage Of course, I was like the center of attention. Everybody wanted to talk about what we're doing wrong. (laughs) and wanted to advise on on how can incumbents like Nordea move forward. So it was a little bit like being in the middle of of an intervention. I think that was uh, the the impression that I got and I think I even mentioned that on stage. Yes. But yeah, so uh, again, I've only been here for a few hours now in the uh, here in the Nordic FinTech Summit, uh, I think it's it's really fun to see so many familiar faces here. All the uh, typical FinTech companies that you would expect to be here are here. Uh, first impression: a lot of focus on the core banking yes. providers. There's yes. a lot of the what we what we would consider gen- generation three, and perhaps few generation two core banking providers here. And uh, I think that's maybe a change. I think before the pandemic, uh, if you went to a FinTech summit like this. You would expect a lot of front-end mobile banking payments type of things, especially
1: uh, the payment stuff.
11: Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and now, now it's uh, very, very heavy focus on the core. Yeah. So maybe that speaks speaks to something. Uh, I, I,
1: I think it does. Yeah. There, there, there are uh, one or two payments providers or payment fintechs here that uh, that we uh, will talk to later this afternoon. We're, we're making a good sort of round. Uh, we're talking to to the fintechs here. I think we've had some really good discussions so far and uh, we'll see what comes out this afternoon but um, this is a an interesting episode it's been really enjoyable yet again to do something different right yeah exactly
11: face to face uh, yes almost like a live feeling to it obviously this is going to be a recording but still i feel like we're doing something live face to face and it's uh, three-dimensional recording is always much more fun than uh, doing it over zoom exactly as well of course
1: okay cool let's get back and chat to some more fintechs we will do Yep. cheers we're halfway through the fintech summit here in Helsinki. I figured it was time to, to just get back to you, Jana. See how you're feeling. You know, you are the mastermind, the brains and the heart <laughs> behind all of this. How has it gone so far?
2: It's gone really well. So everyone is really happy, happy to be here after after a long time. And it's a really warm, warm and almost crowded atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, we had some challenges, a few, few uh, Rescheduling things due to due to some flights and COVID, but I don't think anyone minds uh, if if the program is a little bit shorter because everyone is just so uh, into networking here and, and seeing people. So so it's it's been really great so far.
1: I I, I think for me personally, being back face to face, meeting people, seeing old colleagues, reconnecting to the whole fintech scene here, it it has been fantastic. It's it's been emotional almost exactly, after two yeah. years of being stuck yeah. at home and zoom calls and everything else and so from my perspective even uh, one or two people unfortunately getting covid not being able to make it it's almost expected
2: right yeah so well that's the modern day i think you have to kind of be prepared and that's that's how it works nowadays
1: absolutely yeah so what's what's been your highlight so far for the morning uh, i think
2: there was the the Certain discussions that I expected—they were—they were pretty interesting. Uh, Petri from ING was giving pretty straight uh, feedback about his or his thoughts and and how the business business is going in the banking world. Yeah. Uh, also interesting to see the the newcomers and and how they are building building things and and they are very enthusiastic. I'm kind of like even jealous, like how someone is so passionate about about building a p- business.
1: Yeah. And obviously, I mean, we have to say one of the things that have made this whole summit so perfect is the fact that you've got Fintech Daydreaming here, helping you to promote and talk to all of the good guys here. And, of course. You know, yeah. As always, <laughs> partnership you, to the you end. Thank
2: Fintech Daydreaming.
1: Absolutely. What can I say? Right. Thank you. Let's talk again at the end of the day yeah, and see how you're still feeling. Let's do that. Because this energy level is fantastic. Yeah, that you've it got. is. All right. It's great. Yeah. Thanks. Hi, my name is Sarah Koch. I'm the CMO at Nectar Girl. We are the digital lending system we make managing the entire loan life cycle super easy. So whether it's acquisition or servicing or even reporting and analytics, we've got you covered. We are the fastest way to get up and running, the easiest way to scale, and the smartest way to enter new markets. We have the most automated lending system in the market.
11: Wow, so that sounds like a unique value proposition. So, yes. so if you would choose one of those things, what's your number one differentiator compared to all the other providers in the same space?
1: Oh that's a very difficult question. Um I, I would say I mean we have a partnership with BlueStep Bank and we managed to take our mortgage lending tech from Sweden to Finland in just 142 days so I guess it's the speed. Um but it's also I mean technically we're also awesome so I can't I can't make that decision.
11: All right. So that's that sounds like uh, you are a very I would say fintechy fintech basically you're quick <laughs> you're uh, agile and you have very strong technical competence. I totally agree. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, who are you, who do you work for and uh, what are you doing here at the uh, Fintech Summit?
12: My name is Petr Syvonne and I'm heading the global sales in Theatre Every Banking. And what I'm doing here, well, we are of course meeting our valued customers and, and Fintech friends here at the Fintech Forum.
11: So everybody knows Tieto Every, I mean you're one of the largest uh, ser- uh, technic- technical service providers in the Nordic countries, if not the largest, but what is Tieto Every Banking?
12: So Tieto Every Banking is a software unit that focuses solely on providing software so, solutions to banks and, and to banking. So Tieto Every has nowadays split into six different business units. and and banking is the unit that we from Payments are part of. And then there are several other, u- other software units that the sole purpose is providing with the per- first-class software to uh, banks. And that, hence, it's called banking.
11: All right. Uh, and we're today here at the FinTech Summit. So what is the Teato Every Banking relation to FinTechs in general?
12: Well, I mean, our relation to FinTechs is, of course, very appreciative. and and collaborative. So somebody said Theater Every is the largest fintech in the Nordic. Well, I leave that up to you. At least we're a pretty big company in the Nordic, 24,000 people. Um, But but one of our key things is that we want to support the fintech community. So if we go out there in in the world, like for example, selling uh, instant payment central solution to Maldives or, or several other places, so in the optimal optimal way we would support the local fintech community and find the best partners to take with us and, and hence sort of like promote the whole fintech scene in the Nordic. So that's sort of our our course course and, and approach towards FinTech. So very much supportive, very much collaborative. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks a lot guys. I found a payments expert. Thank you.
1: Going around this whole uh, summit, uh, looking at most of the people here seem to be around core banking. So finding someone who is focused on payments, this is fantastic. Tell me, what's your name and and your title and the company?
13: Yeah, I'm Mikko, Mikko Rieger. Uh, I run my own consulting company called Rieger.fi. And the company does, as it says, consulting in the traditional sense. Working together with issuers, banks, but also larger merchants on, for example, their payment strategy. What's a bit of an oddball out or my specialization is to build a bridge between the Nordic markets, which are very digitalized in payments, and the Germanics. Ich bin Deutsch, ich spreche Deutsch, und deswegen kann ich das auch tun. Fantastic.
1: So, would you say then that, that your remit is to take the leadership of, of digitization and payments in the Nordics? To try and and you know entice the the Germanic region to to let go of cash.
13: That is a very Nordic view to put it. (laughs) But uh, from the from where we are here, you can actually say so. Um, I would see more to, or I would put it more into the context of cultural exchange, meaning that there are obviously different behaviors and different traditions and history in the payment space and the relation to cash as a payment means. Um, One of the biggest mishaps or um, things people were unlucky about in Germany over the last 12 months was probably that no more 500 euro bills are printed. (laughs) So only those that are in circulation can be used. So definitely there is that aspect, but I think it goes two ways. Um, In payments, if we think about uh, data privacy, I do think, or from a German perspective, one could say the Nordics have a rather naive approach to privacy and payment privacy in, in the digitization of, of payments. Nevertheless, there's both ways to look at um, and there needs to be a bridge um, between the Nordics and a not yet as digital central Europe. I,
1: I, th- I mean, you, you, you touched on a button there. Right, living in the Nordics, being Norwegian, although British, I I won't go into the complications there. I want to believe that the Nordics are steaming ahead when it comes to digitization and and payments and stuff. And and you just said their naivety. So please expand on that a little bit, that's fantastic.
13: I mean, the adoption of uh, digital uh, payment means, often means that there is data involved. It's, It's your own private data and, to trust the institutions, whether those are banks or the public sector, that's very common in the Nordics. and, and obviously, the history has given all rights to do so. There haven't been any larger scandals, uh, and so on. However, we live in Europe, and Europe is rather di- diverse in, in that aspect. Um, uh, banks have done not always, or haven't always acted in the best interest of the customer in Central Europe. Um, And that obviously has also led to people being sometimes more suspicious about what happens with their data and so on. So the awareness, the general awareness of where does my data go, who is doing what with it uh, and also the questions as companies are responsible for consumers or their customers' data in general. So the questions about this, what do you do with my data, can you document it? Who do you partner with? Who is your trusted partner? Or who is a, a partner that is sufficiently trusted in the market? These questions are much more prevalent and coming up much more important as they would here in the Nordics.
1: No, absolutely. I, I, across Europe, there is a, a big difference between how data is managed, yeah. how, how we look at, at data ownership, privacy, etc. One of the things that I want to, to jump into, if I may, as, as you're sitting here, you know, spread between Germany and, and, uh, and the Nordics, the German culture is still very cash-centric. right? What, what, do, what do you think? Do you think the Germans are willing to let go of, of the their, their cash in their, their pocket and move to digital payments and digital channels? Or do you think cash will still have a strong foothold in Germany?
13: It will still have a role over the next uh, 10, 20 years. However, this role is rather diminishing or getting smaller and smaller and at some point diminishing there as well. Currently in Germany, specifically in the market, we have about 50 in in retail. In the retail payment space, we have about 56 percent of card usage nowadays, which means uh, actual cash usage is now at around below 45. The rest are other means of payments in in, in between. What we see is, uh, for example, big pressure from the regulator to go towards digital payments. What we also see is that the domestic scheme, Girocard and the associated Maestro, um, scheme that was supported by MasterCard but is locally settled, so it's not going over the MasterCard network, is diminishing, which means no new MasterCards can be given out, which most likely will result in MasterCard, debit cards, Visa debit cards taking over that market rather quickly as banks are incentivized to do so. So, with this, and obviously our general um, uh, trend towards Mobile payments, which is much faster developing there, um, even compared to Finland, I would say. Now, Finland is a bit specific here in the Nordics. Um, I would see that within five years, also Germans will pay 65%, almost 70% digitally and mostly card. However, the whole mobile payment space that will much grow, grow much faster than compared to the card space. So if we look at cards and say that it took them 25, 30 years more than it took the Nordics. With mobile payment, the difference between the Nordics and the DACH, German speaking region, is perhaps two years. Just to illustrate the catch up that is happening there and the somewhat of a leapfrog towards mobile payments in this case. And obviously we could go on with crypto at some point, but that's a bit in the future.
1: Fantastic, thank you. I, th- we might want to have you come on to our podcast in the future for a full episode, because I think this, this whole you know dynamic between the Nordic region of payments and and, and the German region, which is still very cash centric, is fantastic and very interesting. But tell me, if our listeners would like to, to know some more, get in contact with you, how can they do that?
13: I mean, uh, Riga.fi, go online. You find me on LinkedIn, um, all the normal channels. That's basically very easy to do.
1: Fantastic. I hope you're enjoying the summit and uh, good to talk to you. Thanks. Cheers. So tell us, who are you? Who do
11: you work for? And uh, what does your company do?
14: My name is john Eric Setzos. I'm VP of Identity and Innovation. I work for Signicat. We provide trust services mainly to financial uh, industry. That means we dealt them with the digital onboarding, the digital identification and uh, electronic signatures and sales. So, we are today at the uh, here at the Nordic Fintech Summit. Uh, Signicat is a
11: well-established company in this space already, but uh, what is your relationship with fintechs?
14: So, the majority of our customers are fintech companies. We work with the regulated industries. They have high requirements for uh, knowing their customers, which is why we're helping them with. And also then, as I mentioned, electronic signatures are an important part of establishing the customer relationship. When you do a loan or, or whatever, you need to do that in a trustworthy way.
11: Excellent. So uh, final question, uh, what was your main
14: takeaway from the Fintech Summit uh, this year? So I was here to give a presentation, so I talked about identities, of course, I'm an identity nerd. Uh, we also had a roundtable on that with a very good discussions on, uh, on identities. We had some people in and I think that was very valuable getting that feedback from potential and existing customers on their challenges with uh, digital identity and digital onboarding all right thank you very much uh, i hope you have a safe trip home
1: and uh, i'll see you soon thank you very much Jana, this has been one hell of a fantastic summit are you happy
2: yes i'm very happy you are yeah
1: what, what has been the highlight of the day for you
2: i think it's been it's been simply to just catch up with with everyone and it, it has felt like uh, you know big reunion with with everyone yes yeah
1: any uh, any horror stories, anything bad that I want to share?
2: No, nothing nothing that terrible, so you know, No. basic hip- hiccups, but you know, when you have good atmosphere, you can just keep on going. So you're proud of what has happened today? Yeah. You should
1: be. Yeah. I think you should be. And uh, I, it's been a fantastic experience, I think, bringing everybody back together again, having face to face, it's been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a great evening. Exactly. I, looking forward to joining you guys. And um, thank you for the fantastic gin and tonic. (laughs) No problem. Uh,
2: Thank you. See you at the karaoke.
1: Absolutely. And uh, next year for for the next summit.
2: Yeah, everyone welcome there.
11: So, Paul, long day, a lot of interviews, a lot of fascinating conversations. Uh, What's your feeling now, since we're kind of rounding up the day here at uh, Nordic Fintech Summit?
1: I I think it's been a fantastic experience, like I I said earlier. The the energy, the the feeling of the people being able to get back together again, shake hands, uh, meeting old colleagues, meeting old acquaintances from the fintech world, it has been fantastic. For me, having been stuck at home behind the Zoom calls for nearly two years, going absolutely mad. just, just, coming here, seeing people, shaking hands, going even to your panel session, not that I'm saying your panel session was bad, but but going, I mean, absolutely fantastic. I love it. We need to do more of this, and I'm I'm looking forward to going to London now in two weeks' time to do my panel session, but we need to do more of this, Yeah,
11: absolutely. uh, uh, Thank you for the swipe about my panel. I thought it actually went pretty well, uh, but Ah, but maybe it's just me
1: talking anyway I no, i, but it, I that's so certainly so like okay I, absolutely I, I think you were put in a very interesting position there right the, the the legacy big Nordic bank between a neo bank and two providers of we've got the cool platforms of the future I think you did it really well right yep. I, I think you were you were going to be beaten up to a certain degree <laughs> and I, I thought that your answers were spot-on and fantastic I Hopefully, it was recorded, and we can share it with the the general world when it comes out. Yep. But um, and, you know, uh, my 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 prepping obviously worked off. You, you had some great answers there, You wouldn't have done it. That well without me
11: that well <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that credit uh, off the record uh, but by the way I was just talking to one of our previous guests on the podcast uh, Matthias Fraz, who we also ran into here and uh, he had a session at the same time as my panel discussion and he was complaining that his room was almost empty so I can always say that uh, at least we beat the other stream so
1: <laughs> and, and you know what you know what? I, I think my highlight of today was when we found out that someone here actually used one of our podcast episodes to get insights for his interview for a job. And he thanked us for the podcast and the insights it gave him because he came from outside of the banking industry and he now works for one of the fintechs thanks to us. And I think that is, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this, right? I love it, it is so good
11: exactly it's all about the listener feedback we are here for you we're doing this for you dear listeners and uh, and again we want to hear these stories more and more i mean this is why we do it we are not getting compensated for this in any shape or form the only compensation is your is your feedback dear listeners and we really really appreciate it uh, whether that is uh, done live like this or if it's done online in on the on the all the platforms where we of course want you to hit that five star button and write a review right paul
1: Exactly. So, as Villa just said, we want you to smash the like button on YouTube. We want you to hit that thumbs up and we need the comments because the algorithm likes it. It it loves it. Without those comments, we just stay small. And we want to grow because the more we grow, the more we want to bring comments and content to you guys. So please do that.
11: Absolutely great. Is there anything else, Paul, we wanted to talk about before we
1: close this episode? I'm looking forward to doing this again next year. I'm uh, looking forward to following up with some of the, uh, the, the sort of uh, short snippets we've had with some of the people here to get them on for a full episode. Um, some fantastic fintechs here and now I'm really looking forward to a gin and tonic.
11: That sounds like a plan and for you, dear listeners, thank you for hanging with us for this episode. It's been a bit of a different episode, I hope you enjoyed it. We did for sure and uh, we will be back in two weeks time. This has been fintech
12: daydreaming.
0: This is FinTech Daydreaming.